Letter eleven of Pamela, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Pamela, Volume Two by Samuel Richardson. Letter eleven. My good lady, I am honoured with your ladyship's three letters, the contents of which are highly obliging to me and i should be inexcusable if i did not comply with your injunctions and be very proud and thankful for your ladyship's condescension in accepting my poor scribble and promising such a rich and valuable return of which you have already given such ample and delightful instances i will not plead my defects to excuse my obedience i only fear that the awe which will be always upon me when i write to your ladyship will lay me under so great a restraint that i shall fall short even of the merit my papers have already made for me through your kind indulgence yet sheltering myself under your goodness i will cheerfully comply with everything your ladyship expects from me that it is in my power to do you will give me leave madam to put into some little method the particulars of what you desire of me that i may speak to them all for since you are so good as to excuse me from sending the rest of my papers which indeed would not bear in many places i will omit nothing that shall tend to convince you of my readiness to obey you in everything else first then your ladyship would have the particulars of the happy fortnight we passed in kent on one of the most agreeable occasions that could befall me secondly an account of the manner in which your dear brother acquainted me with the affecting story of miss godfrey and my behaviour upon it and thirdly i presume your ladyship and lady betty expect me to say something upon your welcome remarks on my conduct towards mrs jukes the other particulars your ladyship mentions will naturally fall under one or other of these three heads but expect not my lady though i begin in method thus that i shall keep up to it if you will not allow for me and keep in view the poor pamela andrews in all i write but have mrs b in your eye what will become of me but i promise myself so much improvement from this correspondence that i enter upon it with a greater delight than i can express notwithstanding the mingled awe and diffidence that will accompany me in every part of the agreeable task to begin with the first article your dear brother and my honest parents i know your ladyship will expect from me that on all occasions i should speak of them with the duty that becomes a good child with myself set out on the monday morning for kent passing through st albans to london at both which places we stopped to-night for our dear benefactor would make us take easy journeys and on wednesday evening we arrived at the sweet place allotted for the good couple we were attended only by abraham and john on horseback for mr colbrand having sprained his foot was in the travelling coach with the cook the housemaid and polly barlow a genteel new servant whom mrs brooks recommended to wait on me mr longman had been there a fortnight employed in settling the terms of an additional purchase of this pretty well wooded and well watered estate and his account of his proceedings was very satisfactory to his honoured principal he told us he had much ado to dissuade the tenants from pursuing a formed resolution of meeting their landlord on horseback at some miles distance for he had informed them when he expected us but knowing how desirous mr b was of being retired he had ventured to assure them that when everything was settled and the new purchase actually entered upon 
they would have his presence among them often and that he would introduce them all at different times to their worthy landlord before we left the country the house is large and very commodious and we found everything about it and in it exceedingly neat and convenient owing to the worthy mr longman's care and direction the ground is well stocked the barns and outhouses in excellent repair and my poor parents have only to wish that they and i may be deserving of half the goodness we experience from your bountiful brother but indeed madam i have the pleasure of discovering every day more and more that there is not a better disposed and more generous man in the world than himself for i verily think he has not been so careful to conceal his bad actions as his good ones his heart is naturally beneficent and his beneficence is the gift of god for the most excellent purposes as i have often freely told him pardon me my dear lady i wish i may not be impertinently grave but i find a great many instances of his considerable charity which few knew of and which since i have been his almoner could not avoid coming to my knowledge but this possibly is no news to your ladyship everybody knows the generous goodness of your own heart every one wanting relief tasted the bounty of your excellent mother my late honoured lady so that tis a family grace and i have no need to speak of it to you madam this cannot i hope be construed as if i would hereby suppose ourselves less obliged i know nothing so godlike in human nature as this disposition to do good to our fellow-creatures for is it not following immediately the example of that generous providence which every minute is conferring blessings upon us all and by giving power to the rich makes them but the dispensers of its benefits to those that want them yet as there are but too many objects of compassion and as the most beneficent cannot like omnipotence do good to all how much are they obliged who are distinguished from others and this being kept in mind will always contribute to make the benefited receive as thankfully as they ought the favours of the obliger i know not if i write to be understood in all i mean but my grateful heart is so overfilled when on this subject that methinks i want to say a great deal more at the at the same time that i am apprehensive i say too much yet perhaps the copies of the letters i here enclose that marked one written by me to my parents on our return to kent that marked one written by me to my parents on our return to kent that marked two from my dear father in answer to it and that marked three mine in reply to his will at the same time that they may convince your ladyship that i will conceal nothing from you in the course of this correspondence which may in the least amuse and divert you or better explain our grateful sentiments in a great measure answer what your ladyship expects from me as to the happy fortnight we passed in kent i will now conclude choosing to suspend the correspondence till i know from your ladyship whether it will not be too low too idle for your attention whether you will not dispense with your own commands when you see i am so little likely to answer what you may possibly expect from me or whether if you insist upon my scribbling you would have me write in any other way be less tedious less serious in short less or more anything for all that is in my power your ladyship may command from madam your obliged and faithful servant p b 
your dearest brother from whose knowledge i would not keep anything that shall take up any considerable portion of my time gives me leave to proceed in this correspondence if you command it and is pleased to say he will content himself to see such parts of it and only such parts as i shall show him or read to him is not this good madam oh my lady you don't know how happy i am End of letter 11